Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. Well, good morning to all of you, and uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Eve, whatever we say today, uh, we'll say it all. Uh, it's so great to have you and uh, all the families here, as well as just our, our family in Crookston, who would be so fun to be all together, but I know we're in a couple different locations today, and then all of our online family. Uh, what, a great, what a great day. I love this season. It's, it's a fun season, and uh, so fun just to be together. Uh, I think some of my just reflecting, and I have such vivid memories of just time spent in Kennedy, North Dakota. That's where my grandparents, my mom and dad's, uh, or my, my mom's uh, parents lived, my grandma and grandpa, and just have such wonderful memories uh, as a child. And just the tree that was just seemingly just buried in gifts and just being so anxious as a little child. You adults remember those days? Yeah, yeah, so, so, so much fun. And so much that surrounds Christmas, we'll talk a little bit about this today, are the gifts. So kids, anybody kids plan on getting any gifts in the next couple of days? Okay, thank you, Matthew. Okay, I love that. Uh, yeah, all of us, most likely. Well, I did a little bit of research. I found out what some of the top gifts are. Okay, how many of you like to know some of the top gifts of 2023 are? Okay, well, for young girls, here's one of the top gifts for young girls. Barbie Playhouse, right? <laughs> Anything Barbie this year is big. Anything Barbie, okay? Uh, for the young boys, okay, the Nerf Ultra Mega Super Monster Double Turbo <laughs> Nerf Gun, okay? Okay. The Millennial Young Ladies, Taylor Swift tickets, okay? <laughs> the Young Guys, Taylor Swift, no, no, oh, uh, uh. Travis and Jason Kelsey Christmas album. <laughs> okay, that wasn't such a big hit. Uh, for moms, Ember gift cards. <laughs> okay, it's the top thing for moms, okay? Oh, by the way, we have some available in the back when you're, no, I'm just joking. Uh, and for all the dads, the number one, number one, this is the number one gift for all dads, are Vikings Super Bowl tickets. Okay, hold it, hold it, hold it. Vikings Super Bowl tickets. Oh, well, never mind. When the... When the wise men found Jesus, they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, they're wonderful gifts carried with them great significance. I recently was going through, I was in a gift store, and I saw this towel. I took a picture of it. I think it was a year ago, uh, and I, I liked it. It said, uh, uh, had it been wise women that had visited baby Jesus instead of wise men, the wise women would have definitely asked for directions. They would have arrived on time. They would have helped deliver the baby. They would have cleaned the stables. They would have brought a casserole. They would have brought practical gifts. And then there would be peace on earth. So anyway. <laughs> Probably true. Uh, and yet we know, we know the greatest gift ever given was, of course, what? It was the gift of Jesus. 
John 3.16, a couple familiar verses that we all know, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. I like what Romans 6.23 says. It says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift, the free gift of God is eternal life. So I, I, was, I was like some of you, maybe not all of you, but I was, you know my story, I was raised in a, in a, in a Christian church, uh, my parents being pastors, and so I've kind of grown up with it. So I've, already know, I've always known this thing of like eternal life. And so when you think of eternal life, what do you think of when you think of eternal life? I was thinking as I was reflecting this last week on eternal life, what comes to my mind? And one of the things that came to my mind was, uh, I believe it was in elementary school about a guy named, I'm not sure how to exactly say it, I always said Ponce de Leon, but a Spanish explorer who traveled, uh, he was a Spanish uh, explorer, left his, his, his land, came into Central America, Puerto Rico, and then on up and actually named the state of Florida, all in search of what? the fountain of youth, because it was thought that there's this magical, mystical fountain that if, I, if you can just drink of this water, and if you can then somehow maybe even bathe in it, that you will like live forever and you will never age. It sounds really silly, doesn't it? And actually, it sounds like a lot of infomercials that I've seen that make the same kind of claim. So often, often when a person thinks of eternal life, we think of some type of destination, we think of an actual place, a place that's free from worries and cares and difficulties and problems and, and, and struggles and challenges. And we think of this place that's, that's, that's far off, like someday, someday we're going to experience eternal life. We're not there yet, but someday we're going to arrive there. For the followers of Jesus Christ, we know, Bible talks all about it, that's heaven. Sometimes when we think of eternal life, we think of this thing of endless time, like it's, like it's just like hours after hours after days after days after years after years that actually knows no end, and it's just eternal. It's just like goes on and on and on forever, eternal life. And those are some of the things that come to my mind when I think of eternal life, and I think those, those, it can be, those are accurate. Those things are not wrong or incorrect because because. Eternal life does speak of the destination of this place in heaven. I know that's what I'm planning on. I trust you're doing the same. It speaks of a place free from worries and difficulties and struggles and problems. But so oftentimes when we think of eternal life, we think of it in quantitative terms. We think of it in terms that can be like, like, like measured in days or years. And I was, I was thinking about that, and I thought, I think like, like maybe in, 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 in the, the, you know, kind of the era of the explorers, there was this thing that really drew people, like we want to find this fountain of youth. <clears throat> but I wonder like, like what the draw that is today. I think there would be some people that would say, my life really stinks now, why would I want that forever? What, what's, what's the lure of, of, of eternal life when, like, I don't like where I'm at today. Why do I want to have this forever? And when Jesus Christ came to this earth, the greatest gift at Christmas was eternal life. But it was so much more than a destination. 
and it was so much more than an unlimited number of days or years. And just as sure, here's the point of what I'm going to say today, just as sure as eternal life has quantitative implications, eternal life, because of Jesus, has qualitative implications. When God sent his son to Joseph and Mary as a little child in Bethlehem, he came to give us eternal life, and that life has to do with the quality of what we experience today. Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I've come that they might have life, and they can have it abundantly. Not only an abundant life, like, well, once we die... Once we kind of like get to that place and die and then enter into eternity, we step through the doors of, that, 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 you know, doors of eternity, then we're going to get there. But rather, he says, I've, I've come to give you life, abundant life today. Life today. When does eternity start? Once we die? Or does it start now? Eternal life starts now, doesn't it? 1 John 5, 11, and 12. Listen to just a couple of these verses. The testimony is this, that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who possesses this Son has life. He possesses it. Not, not will possess it, but he possesses this life now. And he who does not have the Son does not have that life now. John 17, 4, this is eternal life, Jesus said. The high priestly prayer said, this is eternal life. If you want to know what eternal life is, this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. The word eternal, if you really want to nerd out and get kind of a little philosophical, you can study the word eternal, as I did this week. I thought, I'm not going to, it got a little bit too deep for me. But, but when, when you look at the, the word eternal, there's two of my favorite terms that have to describe the word eternal are that of endless and perpetual. For God so loved, us, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have endless life. In other words, there's this fountain of life that Scripture talks about, that from his innermost being, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, that out of his innermost being, there's going to be this life source that you're going to be able to connect a hold of, that's going to give you everything that you need for the moment where you're at when you lean into the person of Jesus Christ, this endless life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have perpetual life. This, this, this life that will be perpetuated within him there will be this spring of living water not just from some far off distant land, not from just some far off distant time, but today. That's why we celebrate Christmas. It's because through Jesus Christ we have eternal life. Endless life. This life that has its source in Jesus Christ that, 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 that enables us to live life with whatever we face for to the moment for today. I was thinking of this, and I was thinking about, I, I never really thought about this before, but I was thinking about how oftentimes in Scripture, when it talks about life, it makes this analogy of a river. In fact, in Genesis chapter 2, it describes the Garden of Eden as possessing a river where the purpose, it says the purpose of, this is, this is right early on, Genesis chapter two. And the purpose of the river 
was to bring life to the Garden of Eden. And then it says, once it left the garden, it split up into four different rivers. That's, that's Genesis 2. Revelation chapter 22, the last chapter of, of, of the entire Bible, of the New Testament and the whole Bible, Revelation 22 describes the holy city as shown in a vision to John. And here it says that John says, I was shown a river of water that was clear as crystal coming down from the throne of God. And on either side of the river was a tree of life bearing 12 kinds of fruit every month. Can you imagine that river? There's this river, and along the river, there, there's, these, there's this tree, and it, the, the one tree bears 12 kinds of fruit every month. That's pretty, you know, productive tree, isn't it? And the leaves of the trees were for the healings of the nation. This water, this river is referred to as this river of life or the water of life. And I was thinking, Ezekiel talks about it, Jesus talks about it, uh, Old Testament talks about it. There's so many analogies that have to do with, with rivers and water. And I was thinking about it even here in Grand Forks. Grand, Grand Forks is called Grand Forks and East Grand Forks is called East Grand Forks because we are positioned on the confluence of the Red River of the North and the Red Lake River. And there's a reason that years ago that, 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 that the, the settlers to this area said, let's, let's start a community right here because there's so much life by the river. In fact, those of you in Crookston, there's a reason that Crookston began as well on, on the Red Lake River because like, like commerce tends to be where rivers are, and, and, and vegetation tends to be where rivers are, and wildlife tends to be attracted to where rivers are, and there just seems to be this, 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 this draw where, where, where there's these, the rivers. And Jesus said in John 7, 37, 38, if anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as Scripture says, from his innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. He says, come to me if you're thirsty. He says, come to me if you feel weak. And says, out of your innermost beings, you will experience strength like you've never found before. Come to me, Lord, if you're, if you're struggling with fear, he says, and out of your innermost beings will just flow this, this level of faith that will come up within you. It'll be like this fountain springing up within you. Come to me, he says, if you're struggling with self-doubt, and out of your innermost beings, not because of who you are, not because of what you've done, but because of who is, because the gift of Christmas, the gift of Jesus Christ has been given, and within you will come this strength of confidence, not in yourself, but in your Father. Come to me who you are experiencing stress and pressure and just chaos and confusion. And out of your innermost beings will flow this river of peace and contentment and strength and calm and security. Come to me. I love heaven, and I'm, I'm planning on going there. But if that's all there is to eternal life, then how about today? And Scripture teaches, as Jesus said here, if you're thirsty, if you're lacking, come to me. And what you will experience, the water that I give to you, out of your innermost beings, there will flow this river of living water that will strengthen you for whatever the moment that you're in. I don't know where you may be today. I don't know what this Christmas may look like for you. And Christmas is like supposed to be this time of you know, celebration and excitement, which it is. But sometimes holidays accentuate what we don't have or what we've lost. And so I want you to know today, if that's you, that today as we come to the person of Jesus Christ, 
He says, I will give to you. This is eternal life. It's just to know Jesus Christ. And it's not just some distant anticipation, which it is, but it's something he wants to give us today. John 4, 13 and 14 says, you remember the story, Jesus came, the woman at the well, and uh, she was found to be living in adultery. And Jesus approaches a Samaritan woman and he says, could you give me, a, offer me a drink? And Jesus takes the water and says, everybody who drinks of this water, the actual water, whoever drinks, they're gonna thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give to him will never thirst. And then listen to what Jesus said. Because the water that I will give to him will become in him a well of water that will spring up into eternal, endless, perpetual life. Not only here, but it's so strong even, even in the end of the age. That's it. That's it. And so today, the message that I feel that God is wanting us to grasp a hold of today is if you're here this morning and you've not received the gift of eternal life, that's what this is all about. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And you can do so today. And what I'd love to do today is if, if we could have the band come forward here as well as in Crookston and just begin in preparation for that next song. Could we just bow our heads just in, in prayer today? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we're so thankful for your presence that is here, that is with us, O oh God, in Jesus' name, O oh God. Father, we know that at this season, Lord, we celebrate, Lord, the gift that was found in the manger, in that stable in Bethlehem, Lord, those couple thousand years ago. We're so thankful for that today. But in Jesus' name, we're so thankful, O oh God, that what that gift symbolizes, dear Father, and your Son, Jesus. And so, Father, it's in you that we hope, it's in you that we trust. In Jesus' name, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And if we would just take, let's just take a moment here. Maybe you're seated on the couch at home with your family today. Maybe you're in Crookston, in the sanctuary there, wherever it is. Let's just take just a, a, just a quiet place with the Lord. Can we just quiet our minds? Maybe if we could just close our eyes, just in quiet, just a contemplative posture today. And I just want you to know today that God loves you. And the free gift of God that he gave to us was eternal life. And this life is in his son. And he who has the son has life. He who has the son has perpetual, endless fountain of life that he wants to give to you. To strengthen you, to refresh you. You're never alone. You're never powerless. You're never aimless.
because out of him, it says, will flow this river of living water. Not because of who you are or because of who I am, but because of who Jesus is. Because when you have the Son, you have life. You have that life. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.